Are you driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? Then this is your backstage pass to level up. I'm Emma, your marketing mentor and biggest cheerleader. With over 10 years experience, I'm spilling all my secrets to max out your marketing game. Expect authentic conversations as I dive into actionable strategies, behind the scenes stories, and hard won lessons to give you the confidence and tools to boss your marketing career. Whether you're a recent graduate or a marketing director, this podcast is for you and the whole marketing community. You'll walk away feeling inspired and equipped to become the marketing lead you want to be. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notebook, and let's level up together. Hello, welcome back to a brand new episode of Marketing Nuggets. And we're going to do something I've never spoken about before, but we're going to get right into it because as you go up the marketing ladder and you become more senior, not only are you more responsible for your strategy, your budgets, your people management, which I've made podcasts on before, one that I have never done an episode on is this exact topic today, which is building your team. Because as you get more senior, you need to figure out who you need to hire to take your marketing to the next level. And Whether you're hiring one person or building an entire team, it goes without saying that this could make or break a good marketing team. So forget fantasy football or or football manager. Today, let's create our ultimate marketing team. Now I'm going to do a mini but mighty one with four people plus two external help, but I'm going to be one of those four people. So hiring three and then two freelance slash agency positions. And then I'm going to do a bigger one with people built into it. Um, We're going to build on it kind of like Lego. I think it's about 10 people in that team. Not sure I was kind of getting carried away with the positions, but this is difficult because there are so many variations possible. But what I want to say is I don't think I've ever been exposed to or been in a marketing team that has the exact same positions. There's so many variables that come with it, whether you're B2B, B2C, UK, international, product, service base, e-com, a mix of e-com and offline, offline only. So there is so many things that go with it, which is why there are so many differences within marketing teams. But today I'm going to go as regular smuggler as possible. I'm going to do B2C, so business to consumer, and I'm going to do product-based businesses that are e-com only, because that seems to be kind of the most common uh, variation. But I'm going to tell you what I would tweak at the end for service-based, But if that's not you, still keep listening because there's definitely lots of similarities and you should be able to pick which ones wouldn't be relevant if you're not an e-com, say, for example. And you can also figure out if you have specific channels, like what you would switch in and out. Now, remember, I'm doing this as if it's fantasy football, which basically means I get to start from nothing. I get to pick. So we've got no pre-existing teams. We've got no pre-existing people, just me. We're going to really focus on the framework that I would use to build my marketing dream team. So let's get started. Now, there are many different roles across the marketing and brand spectrum. And I truly believe that you need a wide breadth of people. And over my time in marketing, I have worked with so many different kinds of people with such different skills. And it makes sense if you really look at the 101 of marketing, where we continually say that we are a mesh of art and science. You need creative marketers, but you also need the analytical marketers. From a designer to a data analyst, there are so many roles available. And so 
With that, it's very exciting, but equally, it can cause a little bit of overwhelm when you're wanting to hire, but you're not sure where to start, who to hire, and in what roles. So we're going to start with the team of four. Now, I am one of these team of four. So this is enough roles for us to get our teeth into and talk about why I would do it this way. So before you start looking outward, you need to look inward. Now you need to look at two areas for yourself first. The first thing that I would do is write down my skills. So what can I bring to the table and what do I do already? So I do this in two buckets. The first bucket is everything that I am good at. This could be something like I can do the strategy, I can do the marketing plan, I can do budgets, I can do team management, I can do events, I can do paid social, I can do trading plans. Okay, so whatever your skills are, write those down. So you've got them all down. Then once you've done that, don't stop there. Then take a look off of everything that you can do and currently do. So write everything down. Then look at two things. So from the list of what you can do and currently do, write what is really difficult and takes you a lot of time because it's not something that comes easy to you. And then write down things that, you can do, but they are a big, big time suck. Now, as a general rule, the things that are time sucks are usually going to be things that are more executing. So let's take social media, for example, you might have to do the full spectrum from coming up with the concepts and the strategy and the planning, but also creating the content, writing the copy, scheduling it and community management. So just right there, you've written organic social, but there's so much more that goes into it, as we know, that is the elements of it. So because we're not building out a big, big team, you're still going to have to stick with some of those things. But it might be that you come up with the strategy and the concepts before somebody else might take the rest off you, if that makes sense. It also might not be things that you want to give up. So for example, I love events, I'm good at them, but it takes up a lot of my time. And so in the past, I've had to give it to somebody else so that I can concentrate on other areas. Did I want to? No. Did I need to? Yes. So make sure you don't just look for some of the things that you can't do, but also the things that are ruling your time too much. You're also now in a good place to see what skills you're missing or you need. So cross-reference this with your marketing plan, if you have it. If you don't, why not? But that is for another time. But look at, if you don't have a marketing plan, first of all, make a marketing plan. But if you need to do this, then I would say, look at what results you're getting and what you should be doing more of. So what is working from a marketing perspective? Uh, execution point of view and what do you want to do more of I don't quite know how you do that with a marketing plan so hopefully we've all got our marketing plans but anyway let's get into building my team so pretend I'm working in b2c and product-based business I'm a one-man band at the moment I'm allowed to hire three people and two agency streams what do I do so looking at my skills which I've written down which are budget strategy marketing planning events paid social executing say they're my say they're my six skills now the first person I'm hiring because I know my skills is I am hiring someone copy related now not just a copywriter in such a small team because they need to be more versatile so it's more general it's more of a content role I would have them doing heaps of things such as website copy home pages landing pages product copy social ads campaign slogans crafting ad copy email newsletters and that is just for starters some other things that they would be doing might be press releases naming products writing on the product packaging do not underestimate this role within a team 
they are often the glue across so many channels and because they touch so many different elements and without this kind of role within the teams it becomes like wading through mud to get anything done and out now if you are a good copywriter then you might not necessarily need this in your team but if copy is something that doesn't come easily to you or it takes you a lot of time this is such a versatile role that I think is like the secret weapon in so many marketing teams because they can sit across so many different things and it also takes a lot off of your plate when I'm writing copy myself I find that then I can't I'm in too many like holes trying to do our social copy for a week and it takes me so much time because it's not something that comes naturally to me so having all of that copy off my plate is a big big win the second person I'm hiring is a designer Now, being a small team, I'd want a creative designer who has skills across digital and print and can do all the things from social media templates to editing videos, editing product shots, promo creatives, coming up with campaign look and feels to come up with that creative concept after reading my uncreative briefs. So this is, again, looking at my skills, saying I don't have a creative bone in my body, so I would hire a designer. Now, I would go for a more generalist designer and then when you might need bigger things happening. So say if you are doing a big campaign, you might want to hire a freelancer to kind of help support your designer in the short term bursts when you might have a bigger need for creative. But I'm going to hire a general designer. Okay, and the third person that I'm hiring in my team would be a more junior general marketer. This is going back to the element that I was saying about execution and the things that take me a lot of time to execute. So they would then help across things like organic social, website copy, adding the promos that we decide to cite, creating the email templates like the nurture, the content and the promos for then the copywriter to go in and actually create them. They might help brief the designer If we have influencers, which probably we would, I would help them coordinate. They would be then coordinating the relationship manager once the influencers have signed or the content creators. So basically, once things are over the line, they manage and make them happen. This is somewhere where if you are a general marketer and you are a one man band, this is probably where you get stuck in the mud and the weeds a lot because the execution of marketing takes so much time. So whilst you might not be able to pass off 100% of what you are executing on, even if you're just sharing the load and giving them 50% of things to execute whilst you still have to keep 50%, it does mean that you will have more freer time to work on your budgets, your strategy, maybe new channels, promotions, campaign, those big marketing moments. And for me, I would keep paid ads just because of how I've done this. From an agency or freelancer perspective, two things that I think that are always needed, which are very underlooked, is a dev. So for your website development, especially if you're e-com, there will be there will always be bugs and there will always be things that you want to improve from a conversion point of view. You might want to be doing more product pages. You might want to be doing more complicated code. And because your core website is so imperative, just having a website dev available is something that I think is really overlooked and really fundamental. If your website breaks and your e-com, you can't get any sales. So it's so fundamental. Of course, there are platforms out there where you can have some of this built in, which is a lot easier. There are ones out there like Shopify, etc. So just really look into that, see if you need it. But I would recommend as you grow, having them at least on hand in case anything breaks. And the other one, is SEO because your website is where you're getting all your sales from. It's always needed. These are harder skills to have in a small team, but the power is definitely underestimated. Ideally, I would have your dev and your SEO in the same place. 
if you are using an agency just because then they can talk to each other and there is some crossover but if you can't have that and I would definitely recommend becoming an SEO freelancer even if they're doing a couple hours a week just making sure that you are looking at that organic growth because that's going to have that longer term compounded impact for you so again you can't really have somebody just looking at SEO when you're in such a small team but I would definitely look at what you could do to make sure that that is ticking along in the background so with the above roles that I've just said, so someone that is into content or copywriting, a designer, a more junior general marketer, and then me, and then I would have the agency and freelance in those two areas. There is a kind of blend where everybody is a generalist, but within their areas of core skills, we can function as a marketing team and we can have a good output that works because everybody is doing their pieces of the puzzle. For this, my advice is don't try and do too much. You can do some channels really well, but you can't do everything. Focus on the small things before the big things. Get your processes in place as quick as possible. Aim for automation when you can, and you can have success with this size team. You can grow from this as well, from these core areas. So as you grow, we've defined design, we've designed copy, and we've designed more general. You can then start to add on to those as you grow so it's kind of you're not just going okay I need to start from zero again the very much like bases you can mix this up if you have different skills so for example if you can write copy but paid ads is is a real struggle then you might want to not hire a copywriter but you might want to hire somebody that's a paid ad specialist that could maybe do your google ads they could do your meta ads they could do your your tiktok ads etc or if you're very very core focused on your social channels If that is somewhere where you focus a lot of your energy, you might just literally have somebody that is just entirely on social, but it would need to form a big part of your strategy if you're in a four-man band and someone is purely on social, which it does happen a lot of of times with brands. They have a lot of their main channels being social, so I can absolutely see why you might have one person that is a content creator, but solely for social. That might be something that works for you. So as you can see, it's just looking at those fundamental skills and then building off of them. So let's move on to a bigger team. So I'm going to do this one for UK only because it gets more complicated if you're going global. I would do e-com only, remember, because otherwise it's going to open a can of worms, having marketing positions for like retail and offline places as well. But that is totally possible, but we just need to start somewhere. So Off of this team, I'd have me head of marketing. So that role is filled. I'm filled doing that one, doing budget, strategy, people management, all the things, big campaigns, pulling everybody together, making sure everybody is swimming in the right direction. Okay, then I would build a sub team of a content team. Within this content team, I would have my content manager who is overseeing everything usually a very strong copywriter and can write across lots of different things they're signing off overseeing creating the media strategies that go within the content team in the content team i would have organic social at least two people here depending on what your setup is depending on how many social channels that you're across but this can be a huge time suck and it's also very important to get this channel so right so i would invest here as many people as you can across of this because this is such an area where you can see huge success and things like tiktok take so much time but if you get them right 
and have that consistency, it really pays off. I would also have in the content team a copywriter. So this, this person sits across everything. So all of the things that I mentioned that the copywriter would be doing in the smaller team, this person is exclusively only writing copy. They then might have time to do more things like blogs, as well as all of the key areas where they need to write copy for, including product pages, website pages, landing pages, email newsletters, automations, social media, paid ads, all the things They might not be writing all of them, but they can be writing all of them because you've got somebody that is dedicated just to copy. And trust me, they would always be busy, especially if you're an e-com business. So then after that, I would move to the design team. In the design team, I would have a creative lead. I would have a creative designer and I would have a digital designer. So pretty similar, but the creative designer could be looking at more things like product-based marketing campaigns, more offline things. If you're going to an event, they might be designing a stand for you. Your digital designer is going to be looking at a lot of all your digital stuff. So organic social, paid ads, your website. If you do any external media, maybe on other websites, they'll be looking at all of the things there and making sure that things are refreshed and continually going. When you don't have such a big design team, what happens is you design like a set of ads and then they never get refreshed because you don't have the capacity to keep refreshing. So building out your design team is going to be really critical. Now, I would also have a videographer slash photographer in-house. Now, it's definitely an argument for having them freelance, but if you're a product-based business, it's really a dream having them in-house. And hey, I get to pick my team, my fantasy team. So I would have them in-house because When you have your products, there's always something that might need shooting. You might be a promo for something. You might have a bundle where you need specific products together. You might have new products coming in. You might have a campaign. There's just always things to shoot, reshoot for the website, edit campaign videos, edit content videos. And so having this in-house is just so helpful. So definitely put them within the design team as well. Okay, then some more generalist roles. I would have a PPC and paid social manager together. This is because I would generally have them separate, like paid social and PPC, as in PPC is Google. But for this, otherwise my team's going to get too big. I'd put them together. And also we're only UK. So I would have one person just as that person for now and then hopefully build out. I would have event slash project manager, depending on how big your events are, depending how many you have. You might not have too many if you're e-com only, but you might be needing to go to like core events within your industry. You might set them up, but also just having a project manager, somebody that pulls a lot of things together, things like Black Friday offers, things like your big campaign, your summer sales, having that person is so helpful. So having that kind of hybrid role makes a lot of sense because otherwise a lot of that project management might sit with you when you might not necessarily have the time to do it. Because this is e-com, I would have either an e-com marketing manager, sometimes they're called product marketing managers. They're looking at the website as a whole. They're essentially the crossover between marketing and sales, really looking at a lot of numbers. They'll be looking at spreadsheets a lot. They'll be looking at the all the website things like abandoned basket rates, conversion rates, what they need to hit from a targeted perspective, talking to sales, what margins they can get, coming up with all those things. Then because it's e-com, I would also have a data analyst. A lot of what you're doing is going to be stuck on a lot of the data that comes out and and data is 
power. It can show you what's working, what's not working. It can show you quickly what you need to pivot on. So having that person that's solely looking at your analytics across all of your channels, not just your website, across everything, seeing what's working, what's not working is something that I always want to have the time to do, but I don't necessarily get the time to do. And so having somebody that this is their sole job can really be your secret weapon because they can quickly tell you what's working and what's not working and you don't have to spend loads of time. They can build you some really cool dashboards so you can quickly look if you need to make decisions on things. And it also helps then that you can build your data for the wider business so that you really have the core facts of what's working and what's not working. And then before moving on to external, the final one that I would have internal is an influencer marketing manager or coordinator because this is easy and I've set this up that we've got a lot of social I definitely think that having somebody in the team that is looking after all of those relationships making sure briefs are hit making sure that we get the content in from these influencers that again similar to organic social takes a lot of time as well as nurturing the relationships always looking for new influencers new content creators like I'm calling them influencers they could be content creators which is a hybrid which is my personal favorite so again that takes a lot of time and just having somebody dedicated to that channel I think pays huge dividends and it can strengthen those relationships and make that a successful channel because a lot of time does go into making that a successful channel. Now, external, I would probably keep dev external, SEO external and PR external, be that freelancers or agencies, depending on your budget. I could definitely bring them in-house at some point, but I needed to try and not cram in too many things internally because we were already on 12 internal people, not including me. And so I needed a couple of things to be external. I don't think you need everything external. And as I've spoken about before, there are pros and cons to having press external and internal. And I've done an episode on it. So go back and listen to that one. Same with SEO. Go back and listen to those episodes if you're unsure of them. You can definitely bring your SEO in-house when you get to a certain stage. But again, I'm putting it in there because I don't want you to forget about it. You could also consider a brand position too, perhaps a brand manager. That's something that you'll see often in teams, but sometimes they are put together with the marketing. They are two different things, so it just depends on what your head of marketing's background is and how the team is set up and what the brand positioning is as well. If you're service-based, it's it's easier in a way. There's no need for the e-com or product marketing manager. Depends on your audience. You might not need events. You might not need an in-house videographer or photographer. A big caveat to this is it isn't an exhausted list. As you grow, you're going to need to get even more niche. You might just need to have one person doing Google ads, depending on how big you are, how big the budgets are, if you're global, if it can stay with one person. For social, you might need to chop all of those out so you might have literally one person on Pinterest one person on TikTok one person on community management across all of the channels so it really depends on how big you get you can grow those out but that team that I've just said they're the fundamental skills that I would want within my marketing team because then you can build off of them you can go even more niche as you grow you can have international sections if you're going global but just having those areas across your content your design and then your more general means that you're hitting the things that you need to hit 
having things executed for you that you need executed, but then you've also got the information that you need coming from the data analyst. You're making sure that things are getting covered and then you can pivot and change depending on what's working and what's not working. You can then focus on building out bigger campaigns. You can focus on maybe channel development, people development, growing your team. And it really means that lots of things are firing and you're getting the results that you want, the ROI that you're expecting, the brand growth that you want and the sales as well. So remember, the smaller you are, the more general you need to go with your channels and your focus. Focus on people's skills, such as if they're a designer, if they're a copywriter, if they're a content specialist, if they're a paid ad specialist, if they are somebody that just gets things done, also a great person to have in your team. And then the bigger you go, the more granular you you can get, the more picky you can be with this very niche skills. And off of your generalists, you can then go more niche. If you are the other way around and you are looking and you are younger in your career and you want to have exposure, going to the small marketing places really, really gives you that exposure. If you go into a small marketing team, you're going to be thrown into so many situations. You're going to learn so many different channels. You're going to get the opportunity to do copywriting, organic social events, influencers, paid ads. You're going to have that exposure, which is really helpful to know what you want to do and don't want to do. And then you can either stick with being a general marketer. You can maybe become a marketing manager or you could then go to be really, really niche. If you say you love events, you might want to go into that. Now, in my team, you'll notice that I didn't hire a marketing manager. That's because I would have had a content manager looking after that team. I have a creative lead who's looking after that team. And then there is the e-com product marketing manager that's looking after that team. So although I don't have a general marketing manager, within the three areas that I highlighted as like like sub teams, there is somebody that is like the manager of all those areas, if that makes sense. So you could have a classic marketing manager, but how I've done this with me as the head of, then those ones in there. Again, this is why I'm saying there's so many different variables that you can do. Just how I was like, I didn't think about this. I literally just had a pen and paper and went, what would I do if I was hiring a team? And this is what came out first draft. And so I wanted to share my first draft because I didn't want to think about it too much. I wanted to go with my gut. And that's what I came up with. So at the very least, I hope this opened your eyes. So there are so many different ways that you could build your team. It's a really case of what is the business that you are in? What are the core channels that you need to do? What is time sucking you? What do you skills do you not have that you need? What can you hire a freelancer or an agency for? And what do you really need in-house? And if you take anything away from this, if you are not a copywriter, my biggest piece of advice is get a copywriter on your team because it is going to help you so much, so, so, so much. And do not underestimate the power of having a more junior marketer that can come in and learn from you and take a lot of your plate if you are stuck on the cycle of executing and see what you can automate as well as my final piece of advice for this podcast. So hopefully this helped. We are really getting through February. I can't believe we're going to be nearly in March. I need to think of my March books to tell you for the beginning of the March podcasts. But until then, have an amazing week. Whatever you're doing in marketing, I'm cheering you on and I will talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.